0: This is the Business Storytelling Podcast with Christoph Trapp. Available on Google, Spotify, Apple, Pandora, and other podcast channels. Want to play it on your iPhone? Just ask Siri to play the Christoph Trapp Business Storytelling Podcast, also available on Alexa. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Hey, Business Storytellers, how's it going? Christoph Trapp here, your host and author of content performance culture we are live streaming again to all the different channels twitter periscope youtube linkedin i think that's it today let's talk about seo and if you follow me on instagram twitter i always share my seo successes two more keywords in the top five ten more in the top 50 whatever it might be and seo does matter but how long does it take and by the way Before we jump into this topic, you may have seen my article on the topic. Sometimes you can rank really quickly, as I wrote something during the Super Bowl and they ranked within moments. I wrote about Instagram Reels, I ranked within moments. So it doesn't always have to take a long time, but I know that's what people will tell us. It's gonna take six months, it's gonna take a year, and stuff does sometimes take time. But today's guest, we'll bring him on the show here in a second. Uh, Hamlet Batista. He is the CEO of RankSense, and we ran across each other. I believe I heard him talk uh, on another podcast. Don't remember whose podcast it was. He can fill us in when he comes on here, uh, but his, he does not like to hear that. It takes six months. It should, take, it should be quicker. So let's find out what he has up his sleeve to make it work qu- uh, quicker. Hamlet, how's it going today? Thanks for joining us on the show
1: thank you for having me so i'm really excited to be here i'm really pri- privileged as i said you said it. you said it better you know seo shouldn't take six months definitely shouldn't ideally six weeks or less or even faster
0: so so why do we have all these people running around telling us it's going to take six months it's going to take longer uh, wh- what is that based on is that like a brand new site or what's the I mean, are they just making it up, or what's what's happening?
1: No, they they're not making it up. But it's the the is the problem is that you're generalizing. You're saying, you know, you as you mentioned, you can't just generalize and say, oh, all SEO work that you are gonna do is gonna take six months, right? So there is there is a part of SEO that definitely has to take a lot of a lot of time, and it's. When you're developing new content and there is no immediate urgency for Google to rank that content, right? So, you mentioned right, you you have you, for example, for the Super Bowl, you were able to get some rankings quickly, right? And there is a concept, for example, to give you one in. There's um, an example that you mentioned, like um, in, in the Super Bowl, that you were able to rank quickly, right? And. Um, yep. Yeah, you were able to run in, it in, in, a, in, a, in a few in very quickly. So that a specific example shows you that you can just generalize. And Google has this concept that is called "query deserves freshness," which essentially people are not going to be waiting for. You know, like there is something that is happening. There is a last-minute event that people want to know about it right away. So. They're not going to wait to find out, and a lot of times that's why we are, you know, very active in social media. Because social media, you don't wait; you can learn about things in real time. So Google is also interested in content that is urgent and has immediate, you know, uh, attention. They want to be able to surface it right away, and that's what you were able to rank right away because the content deserves to rank quickly.
0: So, and that's one example. So certainly, I mean, we had Michelle Garrett on the show uh, and she talked about, on average, uh, B2B content takes a certain amount to rank, B2C a certain amount. So how do we speed that process up? I mean, what's your uh, what are your strategies? What's your uh, your expertise in that area?
1: Yeah, and it's I wouldn't say that is it's necessarily. You know b2b or b2c but more about the the freshness of the content how uh how immediate is the need right and there are different techniques to to speed it up right first is you know is there is there urgent and it can it can can it show up uh, does it need to be showing up right away um one technique that we i, I use is i focus a lot on e-commerce on uh, thing about inventory sites is that they have content that already deserves to rank so the content already google wants to rank the content The content exists but the content is not showing up it's not ranking it's not getting traffic and you you'll say why is that content not showing up why is not getting traffic because a lot of times as marketers we only look at the content and we only look at the quality of the content which is the most important part to attract both search engines and users. But the quality of the meta tagging of the tagging of the content is also critical, especially when you have, what I mentioned, inventory sites, sites that could have, you know, thousands, tens of thousands, or even millions of pages. They experiment. Uh, the quality of the tagging is critical because if the, the, the tagging is not high quality then Google might not even get to the content to begin with and if it can't get to the content or is confused about the uniqueness of the content the content is not going to get indexed it's not going to show up so specifically how do you speed up the performance identifying those low quality tagging pages that are deserved the quality of the content is high but the low, the quality of the tagging is low fix the tagging, which is something that, you know, can be done faster, especially with automation, can do it faster. And by improving the quality of the tagging, you help Google unleash this content that they wanted to begin with. And now you get the performance a lot faster.
0: Well, I mean, we just had um, Cruz Saunders on the show not too long ago here from A, uh, Simple com, And we talked about content intelligence. And one of the things he mentioned is you can't implement a strategy if IT runs the implementation. So for example, if I'm actually the content strategist and I'm saying, this is what I need to do, then do this, then do that, et etc.", et but you can't do it in the CMS. You can't do it easily, you won't do it, right? And so I'm even, when I think about WordPress, uh, now WordPress says to me, if I upload an image, uh, don't forget about the alt tag unless this unless this image is purely uh, decoration or something like that and then if you don't know what an alt tag is you can click on a description and how to write one Uh, so it makes it super simple and i notice that a lot of times too like uh, and i know we did have a show on meta descriptions are not nearly as important as they used to be but if it's hard to write a meta description i'm not going to do it right if it's hard for me to add whatever I need to add to optimize the page, I- I'm not gonna do it. So how do we make that easier? I mean, I know RankSense does that to an extent, right? For e-commerce platforms, uh, but, you know, but but talk about how, how can we make that implementation easier for uh, people out there?
1: Yeah, you know, and absolutely. And now you're talking about, you know, the areas that we specifically focus, right? And it's, if IT has to do the work, then you are not able to. Uh, you, as a marketer, you are held hostage, right? If they don't, they have other priorities. They have other things to do. You can't really do the stuff you need, right? So, we have an approach that we can solve that, and is you know, think about a tag manager. So, in all marketing areas, so you think about pay search, email marketing, social media, right? Every marketer in different disciplines. They don't just come up with a strategy and the, and the content to, you know, execute the, their campaigns. They also execute them themselves through the platforms, right? And you can use a tag manager, for example, like Google Tag Manager, if you have to put some scripts, depending on what kind of strategies you need, right? And what metrics, what tracking you want to do, right? And that allows the marketer in other areas to be able to deliver results faster because they have the ability to execute and they have the feedback to learn if those, if those changes are effective. So what we do at, our, at my company, RankSense, is that we allow you to have a tag manager, but specifically for SEO, which essentially runs in a CDN, a content delivery network. And you as the marketer, you have these SEO plans internal linking or meta tagging on all these things that you want to do execute yourself and you don't have to be reliant on it to execute those changes so you can be as the marketer the same person that executes your campaigns and the same one that learns if they're effective right that's how you can in part also accelerate seo results by doing the changes yourself right now your question us a message at ctrap at gmail.com questions about the tagging right tagging it's um i have i have my own opinion about the, the usefulness of, of the meta ta- of the meta descriptions and i'll, I'll talk a, lot, a little about you know about that later because i just gave a, key, a, a keynote presentation last week that i talked about it Uh, about the value of it with data. Um, But in terms of the meta tagging, that is something that is the dirty work. I call the meta tagging, that's why nobody wants to do it, right? You as a marketer, you want to write your content, you want to write your images, everything that is great, right? But Meta tagging, writing, you know, title tags, descriptions or image alt tags, that's just a lot of work that you want to do. You know, I I call that, that's dirty work that nobody wants to do. Because if you also hand hand it off to the IT people and the developers, they don't want to do it either, right? And as I said, that's why the opportunity exists, especially the larger the size, the more messy meta tagging that that there is. That is where the latest uh, advances in machine learning and AI can help because that is something that machines are really good at. Machines are really good at generating meta tags. So machines can do summarization from text. Machine can look at an image and, cre- and generate the image alt text. I have a column in search engine journal where I show you all this stuff. And it's not just things that I'm mentioning from a theoretical perspective. I show you how to do that and I actually give you the code that you can use to do this stuff at scale, right? So this stuff is definitely possible.
0: Well, I mean, it makes yeah. it easier. And what's interesting, what's too, interesting too, we too, we did have, we did have Mikal Piconik of, of Href on the show. And we talked about meta descriptions, right? How Google doesn't even use them anymore. But from a content perspective, I'll tell you this, me writing the meta description makes me think about what's the point of the article do you know what i mean so there is an actual Mm -hmm. content production uh piece to that um so how far are we from the machines doing all this work for us that we forget about or that that kind of takes a back seat i mean it sounds like uh some of that is already possible uh i mean did i understand that correctly
1: yeah yeah that you you understand that you're, you're understanding that correctly but i wanted to also Mentioned that part because I saw that study from Ahrefs about the meta descriptions that Google is rewriting sixty percent of them, and there's other studies that show similar situation where the Google is rewriting a lot of them, right? And that has been that's not a, a recent thing. That's been the case for years, right? And the the reality is that you don't need Google to rewrite. You don't. You know, it doesn't matter if Google is rewriting sixty percent, seventy percent of them. Right, the other forty percent matters because when you look at the percentage of pages that actually rank, and the percentage of pages that get clicked, you're talking about a, a ratio that, in the best cases that we see, is about fifty percent, and we're still getting traffic where the majority of the times that we're showing up, you can do that. You can look in Search Console and look at the search impressions, and you have and you have a percentage of pages that actually get clicked. And you have the click-through rate, right? The click-through rate is also single digits, right? Or maybe two digits. So it doesn't mean that you need 50% click-through rate to be successful, right? So that's what I think that that is only looking at a fraction of the opportunity because the conversion rate is also single digit. The click-through rate, these are very small percentages, click-through rate, conversion rate. So that's what we ultimately, the the talk that I gave last week, I will share it. and in the, in the links, I will give you the link, shows you the high value that you get from writing compelling meta descriptions, from not just having uh, a checklist to say, oh, yeah, I have a meta description because that's how far the studies go. But are you treating the meta descriptions like you treat a paid search campaign, right? Think about, you know, and that's what I like to do as an as a SEO. I say, look, let me put on the hat of another marketer. I'm not just going to be looking at this as an SEO. I want to look at this as an email marketer, as a pay search marketer, they're not just looking at, oh, I checked this box, I have an ad for this ad group. No, they're looking at what they're saying in the ad group. They're looking at what is the audience and whether what I'm saying in the ad matches what the audience wants and seeing if that is gonna drive up the clicks and it's gonna drive up the conversions. So if you apply the same mindset to the SEO uh, search results, and you say, am I saying the things that people want, right? and I'm connecting directly so that they actually click and they actually convert. That's the missing piece and it's a massive opportunity when you do that, right? And I'll show you one example. One example of a client, oh, they were ranking number one and we saw a massive drop in clicks and conversions. You know what happened? It's an e-commerce site and Google was stripping the legal disclaimer on the page, on the product page and embedded it in the search snippet. And they were giving people a reason why not to click because they were taking the, the, the legal disclaimer as, this, uh, as a search result. So people, you're telling them, why not click? They're not gonna click, right? If you're not paying attention to that, you're, they're not gonna click. How do we fix that? Google has another meta tag that you can tell, ignore this piece of content. So you said, don't use this piece of content from the page as a snippet. And that way, Google will not make that mistake of making you look really bad in the search results. Right. And that's what I tell you. Right. So this is little things, how you accelerate results. Don't you see SEO as, OK, I rank for the keyword. I'm already I'm there. I'm done. Right. Think about, OK, I'm ranking there. And I like to use this analogy of somebody going to a physical store. You don't get happy just because people show up at the front of the store and they don't walk in. Right. It's just, you have a lot of people lining up, but they can't get in because you, you have the locks in the door. Right. That's not success, right You have to make sure that they actually click, you're presenting them the right message and they're motivated to buy you know or, or take whatever action if you're b2B that to download the ebook, download you know complete the form because you're promising something that they really want. and you're making sure that if Google rewrites your your, your snippets, they're not, Google is not making you making you look bad, right So that's an opportunity. So you see that this kind of approach to SEO requires higher touch, higher involvement in the campaign, and not just measuring your success based on whether you rank in the search results or not. You're looking at, are are people clicking? Are the right type of people coming in?
0: Yeah. I mean, little things certainly matter, Uh, but why over the years, why do you think companies have kind of disregarded them? Was it just like, yeah, we don't have time Uh, We don't know what it means. What's what? What's the reasoning behind it taking
1: you know a back seat? Uh, I have another you know analogy for that, right? So you, I don't know if you remember Frugal, right? That was the first product search engine from Google, right? They call it Frugal, and it was Google Shopping. You know, years ago, Google Shopping was free, right? When they launched, they were free like organic search. They made it free again. But then what happened when Google shopping was free, you know, when it was frugal, it was a Wild West, right? It's free, right? I don't have to I don't have to do you know, I've just put the feed, get the traffic. I don't have to put a lot of effort on it. People were neglecting it because it was free, right. And now look what happened. I think it was about 2012, 2014, Google had people pay for google for Google shopping, right that's That's the best example of what happened. With SEO right now, when Google shopping, you have to pay for every click, right? Imagine what happened, right? Now you have a product that you didn't have to pay for. And it was, you know, now you have to manage it because you have to pay for the traffic. So essentially overnight, you have companies that hire teams, hire agencies to manage the feed, to manage the whole thing, because they're they're, they're they're spending their dollars. So they make sure that their money is well spent. So they'll have entire teams with IT and marketing and agencies and everything, just making sure that the feed was good. And any, anytime in merchant center, then the feed that you get an error that says, hey, you know, I dis- I disapprove, you know, half of your feed or of your product. What do you think they're gonna do? They're not gonna just sit there and ignore it because they're paying money. They're, they're losing money by the minute. They jump on it right away. And this quality tagging of the feed they jump on it and try to fix it immediately because they don't like to see those, all this stuff disapproved the same way that they don't like to see apps disapproving at as well, right? When Google disapproves ads, people jump on and try to fix and address another problem so they can get their traffic back. Right? So that's what's happened is once the minute the traffic, you have to pay for it. You can be immediately jump on it because it's your money. You manage your budget. You have people managing the budgets fixing whatever Google says is wrong, calling this support and trying to get whatever problem needs to be solved addressed, right? Now, if you think about SEO, right, the only way that you can get people, and that's what I tell people, look, imagine that you had to pay for Google for SEO traffic. Imagine if you have to pay for every click, right? What would you do differently, right? You wouldn't neglect it if you have to pay for it. But that's why the companies that, Oh, even though they don't have to pay for it, but think that they have to think, approach it like they were paying for it, get a massive edge in the Yeah, because
0: zone. definitely, I mean, it's true, right? Because when you run a paid campaign, immediately <laughs> the stakes go up. Oh, I got time. I got time for SEO. But you do a paid <laughs> campaign. It's like, what is it showing? What is it doing? Is it selling anything? Right? I mean, immediately. Uh, exactly. Immediately, very, very true, so how about uh, you know AI and machine learning all those kind of things? Is that the future of getting these things uh, updated as well or uh, exactly. what's your, what's, what are your thoughts there?
1: Yeah, yeah exactly yeah so um, one of the I, I, I recommend an article from Microsoft advertising about the, the next ten years so they're saying you know what, what are the trends for the next ten years and they mention SEO, they mention automation. And they mentioned a, a number of other things that are going to be the drivers for the next 10 years and the main driver is that people are getting uh, are distrusting ads so people are want to be able to be more trusting of the information that they get and ads is the last thing that they will trust right so that's why the organic access to information is becoming more and more critical right and you know SEO being an organic channel plays a key role there Right, so because as I mentioned, this stuff, you know, you don't have to pay for it. It takes a lot of time. People won't won't do it. Automation AI is one way to do it, so that you don't have to invest the human el- the the human labor to do it. The 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 human uh, the human aspect. So now what happens is in AI, right, we're not like, oh, you know, you can't just trust a computer to start writing content for you and, and no, and with no supervision or making your changes without you having to make uh, review them. Uh, the machines have, have come a long way and they can do a lot of stuff that was pr- practically impossible before, but they still need to have a human reviewing them, especially in marketing. Any Anytime that you have that you need uh, creativity, you need strategic planning, you need you know subtleties about the audience, and you want to make sure that you're not offending anybody, you need a human. Because Google, think about it, Google, Bing, uh, Microsoft, Facebook, these are the companies with the largest investments in AI, and they rely on people to review the search results. They have a, a reviewers to make sure that they're not you know doing it. And every once in a while, you see something that they come up with. Somebody finds something offensive in the search results. So if they that have the most powerful systems and engineers and, and investments and still have the machines making mistakes that can be offensive and they're using people, you need to have people. Simple as that, right? But the machine can do 60 70% of the work. So that's significant. You know, they can save you a lot of time. So machines can do content. Right. I have examples of that in my articles. I have an example where I can actually take a text, for example, take text from areas that are not public on your company, support emails, internal wikis, information that you know people ask. And I can turn that information into questions and answers. And that's a new piece of content that you can put on your website based on internal information and actually also add a structured data to that content so that you get a richer SERP with those FAQs and the new information, new information that you didn't have on the website. So that's new content. I have an article in Search Engine Journal that explains you the process. I also gave a talk last week, where I show you how do I can t- repurpose reviews, content from reviews into FAQs, right? And that's a machine that can do this, right? But, it, but the FAQs, are not like you're just gonna publish them exactly like the machine is gonna do them. They're still gonna need some editing. So basically it's like you think you're a publisher, you get information from experts in most, most reputable publications, they have an editorial staff that takes information and they curate it and make edits and make sure that it's good, right? But the raw information comes from the experts. That's kind of like the role that you need to play right now, but it's still the machines are gonna make far more mistakes than a typical expert, you know, in an editorial process, right? And but you, yeah.
0: yeah. So we, we still need people, and of course people sometimes offend other people too. So just something <laughs> to keep in mind, it's, not, it's exactly. not perfect. So when you have ranks in, so we just had, um, when Cruz Saunders was on the show talking about content intelligence, uh, and also Kathy, Kathy McPhillips from the Content Marketing Institute, I always love asking people about creating in the CMS. So I'm a big fan. I write in the CMS, everything is in the CMS. Don't get in my way with Word documents, seriously. Copying Mm -hmm. and pasting, biggest waste of anybody's time. Plus you lose what you're trying to do, right? Um, So when you use Rank Sense, for example, is it, how does it fit in with a CMS? Like if I'm using, um, I use Yoast every once in a while, right? To Mm -hmm. see uh, how my content is ranking, how it's, uh, what it's doing, et cetera, et cetera. And it's directly in the CMS. Is that how RankSense works, or or how does that look in the in the wild?
1: Yeah. So so RankSense, we are very specific about the problem that we solve, right? And we're very complementary to with a lot of different tools. Uh, you think about RankSense about the platform that will allow you to scale, you know, SEO and also scale experiments and and, and we're more about a feedback loop, right? So. It's about you have to do some things that you want to see if they're performing. So you want to write you know, a section of content on, on your site or you want to add some paragraphs to certain pages. You have an idea, right? So it's kind of like uh, I like to, uh, our, our goal is to turn it into a creative platform. So you have your content. Yeah, definitely write it on the CMS, right? But there is this experimental ideas that you want to see if they're successful or not. That, that they can potentially give you an edge, right? And you don't want to, you know, go through the whole process to find out if they're successful. You want to try these ideas experimentally, right? So think about internal linking, you know, or navigational changes based on search demand. I just uh, last last week I gave an example of duplicate content that is, you know, personalized to the site based based on what people are searching. It's more about you know driving innovation, you know going uh, you know outside of the of the of the beaten path, and seeing if those changes have an impact, you know at a, a smaller scale, and then you keep increasing the size of experiment because you keep seeing that it's working. This we call at RankSense an agile platform, right? So it's about. Trying, you know, you might read an idea about internal linking from Kevin Indig, right? Brilliant guy, you know, shows you this, or you hear about this other idea about that, right? Do you want to commit, commit the resources to do it, the dev work and everything, without knowing upfront if it's going to be successful, or you want to do it that experimentally, gradually, see if it works, and then you do the do the investment because you can see the small scale that works. That's kind of like at a high level, right? It's you know, experimenting, learning, see if it works, then you continue to increase or roll it out across the site that if you think about it's very difficult, as you mentioned, to do it on a CMS because the CMS is not designed for that purpose. So you have to be, you know, selecting pages and then trying to do things on a, on a group of pages manually or making changes in the HTML. It's not very practical to do that kind of, you know, create creative, you know, experimentation to find what what was successful, right? So that's what we the changes that we do, we do it in a content delivery network. Instead of doing it in the CMS, where you have to make code changes in the PHP code or Java code or whatever you know, the CMS is built on. We are able to do those changes in the C in the CDN content delivery network, specifically one one of the most popular ones called Cloudflare, where the content is already rendered. Because the content is rendered, I don't have to touch the backend code to make these creative changes. I can do the code just by populating Google Sheets. So by populating Google Sheets that any marketer can do, I can come up with whatever creative ideas I have and run it across a fraction of the site. And with the same tool that we provide, learn out of those try you know, five, 10 different things you tried, which ones were the ones that provided the lift. So now you have that insight and you say, oh, now that I know that this is successful, I have a business case that I can say I'm going to make the investment on IT development work to code that on the website. Because I see that it's going to work. It's going to be successful. It's going to be effective.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. We want to make it easy for people because that's that's the best way to, to, to get it done. Uh, that's why it's so hard to lose weight because hardly anybody <laughs> makes that easy for me so RankSense has been around of course for around six years hamlet what's your background in seo what's uh, uh, why the passion why the interest
1: yeah so i have a i have a, a engineering background so I, I, I come from i i'm originally from the dominican republic and i moved here in 2010 in the u.s and um i've been doing seo since 2002 uh, my background is as an, as an affiliate marketer so i combine that idea you know the it the engineering you know the frustration with inefficiencies with stumbling on marketing and seeing you know how to make money right you know it's fun finding things that work manually and then scaling them and as an affiliate marketer you can imagine sorry that leads to great success you know that's so right i i i was a very successful affiliate marketer back in the day uh, because I found these ideas and I managed to rank my own sites and get them to perform in Google, and uh, that let you know that got me really excited about the industry. So, uh, so affiliate market. Unfortunately, I didn't want to continue there because the barrier of entry is too low, and then you you come up with something that works, and then you have every other affiliate copying what you're doing. So, so that's you know not a, an exciting industry to be in because of the, the massive copying that you experience there. But you know the learnings that I got about you know how to get size to rank, and um, and a key part of, of how I figure that out is because of because my engineering background helped me re- you know let me to re- read the actual research papers from the search engine. So I read the re- research papers when they explain how things work with all the math and everything, and I could understand what they were talking about and try translate that into tactics that I could use back in the day. So. Yeah, it's, it's been, and the same principle has been what I took me to, RankSense rank is my fourth company and um, took me to the same ideas of finding stuff that works manually, understanding, getting really deep into the, into the audience and then finding ways to scale it with uh, automation and technology. Yep,
0: and of course, RankSense, it's RankSense.com Uh, you guys can check that out if you like we'll try to um, put that up here on the screen for a second Um, if you're listening on the live stream um, or the podcast channels it's also in the um, in the show notes it's it's mostly for uh, e-commerce sites correct
1: we started focusing on e-commerce um and um but it's primarily inventory sites right so you have a site you know, publishers, you know, we have clients that are publishers, you know, that have thousands of pages, ideally, right? So the more pages you have, the better, because that's where automation and scale can make a difference. If you have a site with a few a few hundred pages, we also have agency partners that do have sites that are small, that have only a handful of a few pages, B2B sites, but they have to manage hundreds of them. So for the agency, being able to use a centralized uh, platform that allows us allows them to manage hundreds of flat sites with Google Sheets is very you know uh, 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 attractive and applicable to centralize it. But it's more about the number of pages. E-commerce, it's, 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 it's our uh, the niche that we started and we focus on. Um, but we have agency partners focusing on other areas as well, on other verticals.
0: Okay, fantastic. Hamlet, Batista, thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate you sharing your insights and and knowledge.
1: No, thanks. Thanks to you for having me. Really appreciate the opportunity. Hope you guys find something useful.
0: Yeah, of course. It's always a struggle, always a a battle to try to rank higher and and be found. So certainly we appreciate your insights. Thanks everyone for listening and watching on the live stream. Um, Until next time.